Nope, I'm out. I'm out. Chase has left the chat. I quit. I, I wish that was you screaming, Jason. <laughs> cap to cap. All right, guys, two truths and a lie. Halloween edition presented by Miranda Young from Ghost Biker Exploration. <laughs> Why'd you make your voice so weird? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> what was that? You're welcome. Go- Miranda uh, Young. It's supposed to be a spooky episode, guys. It's going to be a good was, episode. Spooky. What you just did was spooky yeah, to me. I'm I know. And you're welcome. So, <laughs> yes. Easy. How it's going to work. Miranda has graciously given us three stories. Two are true, and what's the other one, Kevin? I love it when he says it. I got goosebumps. I got are you goosebumps. seeing this? Do you feel this? So, <laughs> yeah, it feels good. All right, so first, I'm going to hit the intro. We're going to get into this. I had a lot of fun with this, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Then I'm going to play um, one story, and we can talk about it and discuss it real quick. Play the second one, do the same thing. Play the third one, then we will discuss what we think is the true uh story the two true stories and the false story okay cool got it (laughs) nope i'm out i'm out chase has left the chat i I wish that was you screaming Uh, jason unfortunately (laughs) it's the goat you know the the famous goat that screams yes yes <laughs> what? Yes, go. That's great. That's yep. There you go. Good. All right, guys. Uh, first episode by Miranda Young from uh, Ghost Exploration. Number one, the ghost that solved her own murder. The Greenbrier ghost is the name popularly given to the alleged ghost of a young woman in Greenbrier County, West Virginia, who was murdered in 1897. Initially judged a death by natural causes, the court later declared that the woman had been murdered by her husband, following testimony by the victim's mother in which the latter claimed that her daughter's spirit revealed the true cause of death. According to local legend, the murder victim appeared to her mother in a dream four weeks after the funeral. She said that her husband was a cruel man who abused her and who had attacked her in a fit of rage when he believed she had not cooked any meat for dinner. He broke her neck, and to prove this, the ghost turned her head around until it was facing backwards. Supposedly, the ghost appeared first as a bright light, gradually taking form and filling the room with a chill. She is said to have visited her mother over the course of four nights. The case went to trial, and the jury and many folks believed that this story was true. The husband was found guilty of murder and sentenced to life in prison. (laughs) let's scream at the end Uh, fucking great uh kevin what do you think buddy man uh so do i think it's a truth or a lie yeah what's your hunch you don't have to get into it just give us your hunch what's going on my hunch is that it is a lie a lie? Yeah. Like too much ghost stuff? No, I just, it's too much like, uh, you know, the, the talking to the Movie. spirit and whatnot, you know. Uh, okay. That was very detailed spirit talk. Yeah. She did a good job. 
Uh, what about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm leaning towards a lie too. Like I was kind of on the fence, but then when she mentioned the whole like it turned, she turned her neck, and I was like, yeah, now you're losing me. I'm, and like Kevin said, there's too much going on. Like I don't think if you're gonna see the ghost, it's gonna have a whole conversation. You might hear like words and shit, and then that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going lie. She lying. Uh, what, what about you, Jose? Hmm. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with truth with this one i feel like uh i feel like the mother was probably lying about the whole twisting head thing because come on ghost yeah but you know a little bit but i think that in that time it wouldn't surprise me for them to put somebody in jail over the testimony of a ghost coming Mm -hmm. to somebody in their sleep so i'm gonna go with truth true i'm with uh i'm with jose i'm leaning towards true just because i want it to be true uh all right kev or, uh, sorry, uh, Chase. My bad, buddy. Yeah, uh, it's definitely true. Uh, Chris, you and you and Kevin keep focusing on like the ghost aspect, like like that happened, like that's real. Like, no, a woman said she saw a ghost. That doesn't mean there's a ghost. Like, there definitely was not a ghost. Why? Uh, but that doesn't mean that other wait, people wait, don't why? think non-believer why? because ghosts don't. There exist. you go. So, what, so Chase is Ooh, out of this whole game. There it is. No, 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 because that's not the point of this. It's what story is true. And I definitely believe that people are dumb enough to (laughs) convict someone on the testimony of a ghost. I believe that. All right, I see. I dig it. See what you put in it. All right, guys. uh, Number two. Number two The Curse of Little Bastard. Everyone knows the story of how actor James Dean was killed in an auto accident while driving his Porsche 550 Little Bastard, but did you know about the curse surrounding this car? The story originates with auto customizer George Barris, who said he bought the wrecked car from the Dean family in 1956. What follows is an account of tragic events. Barris wrote that when the Porsche was being unloaded in his shop, it fell on a mechanic and broke both his legs. Barris subsequently sold the engine to a Dr. Troy McHenry, who was apparently killed while driving a car powered by the Porsche's motor. After Barris reworked the car to display at various auto shows and highway safety demonstrations throughout California, he said it was in a fire in Fresno in late March 1959 that destroyed everything in the garage, except the spider. On September 30, 1959, the fourth anniversary of Jimmy's death, it supposedly fell off a display at a Sacramento high school and broke the hip of a teenage boy who had been examining the wreckage. A few weeks after that, while being transported to Salinas, the car fell off the trailer and killed the truck driver. As if all of this was not enough, Barris also claimed that two years after crushing the trucker, the little, Barris, the little bastard broke in half and fell onto the freeway in Oakland, California. Then, in Oregon, the car slipped off another truck and smashed into a store. In 1959, while on display in New Orleans, it crumbled into 11 pieces, and by 1960, Barris had apparently had enough of these mysterious incidents and decided to load the cursed Porsche on a freight train to Los Angeles with the door to the box car sealed. Upon arrival, the door was unsealed and opened, but the container was completely empty. The little bastard had vanished and was never seen again. <laughs> I love playing around with this music. It's great. Um, 
Uh, I'm gonna start off right away and say it's way too detailed. It's false. This is the false one. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Is that what you think, Jose? Oh yeah, this is a fucking clumsy ass car. <laughs> <laughs> this just keeps uh, fucking falling. It's dude, it's insane. Uh, Kevin, what about you, buddy? Ah, uh, it's true. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's all you need. To you know. really well, believe? No, because look, everything, bro. When something's cursed like that, you know, it just falls. It doesn't go away. Oh yeah, shit doesn't go away. And that sticks with it forever and ever until that thing's like powder, you know. Mm-hmm. Even eleven pieces, um, Chris. I mean, I guess since I used my lie, I guess I got to go true. But that's eh. you can go back. We can, we can go back and forth. Do you haven't listened to all three? That's we'll, true. We'll, we'll do a final one. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, then this is definitely a lie. There's no way. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent is not true. Uh, Chase, what are, where are you leaning right now? I'm uh I'm going back and forth on this one. There is a lot of detail. And I haven't decided if the fact that it involves James Dean makes me want to believe it more or less. Gotcha. Because like at first I was like, oh, like you I should have heard about this. Yeah, I should have heard about this. I'm like, but also like maybe like I just don't know a lot about James yeah. Dean. So <laughs> I yeah, I yeah, same nothing. Here. yeah. So all right, the last one, number three. Number three, the Stanley Hotel and Stephen King. Estes Park, Colorado. The Stanley Hotel is a 142-room hotel in Estes Park, Colorado and is known as one of the most haunted hotels in the United States. Nestled deep in the Rocky Mountains, the hotel was built by Freeland Oscar Stanley of Stanley Steamer and it opened its doors in 1909 and served as a resort for upper-class Easterners and a health retreat for sufferers of pulmonary tuberculosis. There are lots of ghost stories surrounding the Stanley Hotel and it's often a repeat guest on most haunted lists and has been featured on the Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures television shows. The hotel gained notoriety when horror writer Stephen King and his wife Tabitha spent the night in the infamous room 217 which inspired him to write The Shining. Even though this is said to be one of the most haunted rooms King never actually encountered any paranormal activity in the famous room or anywhere else in the hotel. What inspired him then? His inspiration came from when he checked into the hotel just as the other guests were checking out because the hotel was shutting down for the winter season. After checking in and after his wife went to bed, King roamed the halls and went down to the hotel bar where drinks were served by a bartender named Grady. As he returned to his room, number 217, his imagination was fired up by, based on the hotel's remote location, its grand size, and its eerie desolation. When King went into the bathroom and pulled back the pink curtain for the tub, which had a claw foot, he thought, you know, what if someone died in here? At that moment, he knew he had a book. After going to bed that night, he had a nightmare that jerked him awake. He got up lit a cigarette, sat in a chair, and by the time the cigarette was done, he had the bones of The Shining firmly set in his mind. Nice. Uh, that was way yeah. too perfect. What oh, a yeah. badass story, and it has to be true. I, what about you, Kev? I think it's, man, I don't, I think it's true, like, up to the point where it's like, like, she might be lying about the room number. 217? Yeah, I don't know, 100%. I don't remember. Like a slight lie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember 100% if that's what either. the room number was, but 
I I know that for a fact that you know uh, I've watched Ghost Hunters and they went there for sure. So okay. So out of all three, which one do you think is the false one? Talking to me, I'm sticking with what yeah. I got. First one. Which one? First, first one. First one's a lie. The last two are truth. All right, Chase. What about you? I think the third one is mostly true, but I think she added it just enough. I think she said, like, I think, I think Stephen King went there. I think Stephen King, um, you know, did all that stuff. But I think that he did, like, experience paranormal activity, at least thought he did. And that's what helped him write The Shining. Because, like, to me, it just seems weird that she said, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's probably the second one, but I'm going to go with third one. Third one's false. All right, Jose, what about you? Chase, do you pick up your microphone and put it right up against your face right before you talk? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you've never seen no. it on, uh, on the live video? Baby Jesus. This yeah. is, you're he scaring people. He holds it in his hand. Wait, is this, is this coming from Jose? Yes. Come on, man. Who yells so into the mic? You're so loud. Um, I he does scream. I'm going to go with uh, one and three as the truths. And number two is the lie. Two is a lie. Yeah, Chris. La. I'll say I'm, I'm with Jose, but for the record, I would love to go stay at that hotel. By the way, anybody want to go? I'd love to go stay there. No. I'm down. I would bro. go. You know, I would love to go. That would be cool because that there you go. That probably awesome. expensive yeah. too. Man I'd trip. Totally down to go. Yes, man trip 2020. I'll go to the hotel. That's perfect. Let's go. Love yeah, I think one and three are true, and two's a bunch of bullshit. Two's false. Yep. All right. Um, I'm the same. I think two. I think two is false. Uh, one and three are true. Now for the reveal, uh, which I did not uh, listen to. I swear on my life. So I don't know how this is gonna sound because I try to make some stuff. So it's just gonna be convenient when it's two. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Right. Nah, it's definitely one. If you chose story number one, the Green Briar Ghost, as being the lie, then you would actually be incorrect. Shit. This is actually the only known case in which testimony from a ghost help convict a murderer. Yeah, people are The dumb. state of West Virginia <laughs> yep. actually has a state yeah, marker near the cemetery in which Zona Shoe is buried, and it reads, Interred in this nearby cemetery is Zona Hester Shoe. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, Edward. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account Edward was found guilty of murder and was sentenced to life in state prison. If you chose story number three to be the lie, then you were also incorrect. Damn it. Stephen King did stay in Estes Park uh, at the Stanley Hotel in 1977, and it was the site of the inspiration for his novel, The Shining. He did not experience any paranormal or extreme activity in the infamous room 217, but he was actually inspired by his trip there and just by how desolate and large the area was without any guests there. So he did not experience any paranormal activity and this statement is is true. If you chose story number two, the curse of little bastard as being a lie, then you would be correct. After decades of study, Porsche historian Lee Raskin and the author of James Dean at Speed is convinced that most of Barris's stories are fabrications and several are completely false. 
According to Raskin, the only part of the curse that has been proven is the death of Dr. Troy McHenry. Just about everything else is made up. Raskin believes that Barris made up all these stories as a way of perpetuating the James Dean myth, myth, especially on the milestones and anniversaries of his death. In fact, on September 30, 2015, the 60th anniversary of Jim, Jimmy's death, a man claimed he knew the whereabouts of the little bastard. He said he saw his father and some of the other men hide the car in a building in Washington when he was six years old. This person will not reveal or disclose the exact location of the building until he receives a portion of the reward currently being offered by the Volo Automotive Museum in Illinois. Allegedly, the man has passed a polygraph test and has even offered some details about the spider that are, by all accounts, factual. So if you chose story number two, the curse of Little Bastard, as being the lie, then you would be correct. Mm. Jason cheated. <laughs> Thank you, Miranda. That was bad. Thank you, Miranda. That was awesome, uh, Miranda. Yes, Thank you. that was awesome. That was fun. I did like that. That was cool. Yeah, it was definitely awesome. That was really cool. Yeah, she did a really good job. Go check her out on YouTube. Uh, her second season is out, uh, and she probably spent a little more time than she needed to on this episode, but it was damn good, and I, I liked every second ass. of it. Yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. It's Halloween. Am I dressing up? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we'll see you at the tailgate in two days, right? Yeah. Literally so, two days. Yep. Hell yeah. Damn, that's crazy. It's gonna be awesome. You um, can wear your costume. There you go. Still yeah. drunk. Why not? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Forty-eight hour drunk. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Love it. Probably need help. Uh, probably get looked at. Um, <laughs> Don't tell people their business. <laughs> all right, that's fine. Come with your uh, yeah, Halloween all right. costume. That'd be uh, dope as shit. You get it. You get extra test anyway, out if you do that. Yes. Mm, I know. It's Kevin's favorite. Kevin, I'm not gonna wash yours. You never do. You know me that's too okay. well. He's gonna be drinking his ice. Anyways. Oh, we got. Oh, already got the ice is ready. I'm ready for him. We're gonna ice them. Yeah, we're gonna ice them. Yeah, uh, bro, Ooh. y'all, I'm puking. What's happening? I just want, can we make awesome. sure that out of all these things we're bringing to the tailgate, there better be a trash can there. Next yeah. It's not that hard. Let's go gotcha. in front of the car. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. gonna shotgun a beer too, right? We got to do yep, one yep, right yep. in the morning, bro. Let's get some Y bombs, bro. Seven a.m. Yeah. Seven a.m. Some Y bombs. Some Red Bull. You get some energy. A Red Bull, and you pop a hole in it, pour a shot of vodka, and then shotgun it. You should shotgun oh, some claws, kids. actually. I was just throwing this out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, happy Halloween, guys. Thanks Halloween. for being here. Happy Halloween. Oh. Spooky. Bye. <laughs> when we go to sleep.